We're joined today by Adam Schuster. He is the Senior Director for Budget and Tax Research at the Illinois Policy Institute. Adam, thank you so much for the time. Thanks for having me on. I read an article that you were referenced in concerning gas taxes, and we understand as we fill up at the pump here in the state of Illinois that we are paying perhaps more than we ever have before. And it's particularly brought into contrast in southern Illinois because I talk to people all the time who go to Perryville, Missouri, or they go to Paducah, Kentucky, they uh, cross the border into Indiana to fill up for gas, and they're realizing significant savings. And we bring you on today because I want to talk about just exactly what the tax burden is in Illinois on gasoline and how it breaks down. So uh, the uh, first question, exactly how much tax does Illinois place on motor fuel? So the motor fuel tax by itself is just 39.2 cents per gallon, but that is only one of many taxes and fees that Illinoisans pay when they when they go to fill up at the pump, uh, because there's also underground storage fees. Um, there's the federal motor fuel tax. Uh, counties and, and many municipalities uh, implement their own local motor fuel tax. And Illinois is also one of only seven states that charges a general sales tax on top of its motor fuel tax on gasoline. Um, and so when you add all of that up, you get the average Chicago area driver paying about a dollar per gallon just in taxes. Between state, federal, and local taxes. Correct. And when you say underground storage tanks, I'd forgotten about that. There is this lust fund, as it's called in Illinois, that is used to help clean up abandoned underground storage tanks. And of course, uh, everybody wants to make sure that we have clean air and water and soil. But uh, that's another one that's in there that I'd completely forgotten about. That's right. And, and a lot of people forget about the the sales taxes as well, um, because it's often not very transparent on your gas tax receipt um, how much taxes you're actually paying, because the, the producer, the seller of the gasoline um, sort of builds that into the price. And, and it's actually remitted by the seller, not by the purchaser. Now, where does that various money go? I presume that it goes or is supposed to go back into building roads and bridges and those things that allow us to move about in our vehicles. That's exactly right. So um, transportation revenues primarily fund transportation infrastructure. And in Illinois, we actually have a constitutional amendment that was passed back in 2016, known as the Lockbox Amendment, which says money deposited into the road fund can only be used uh, for transportation purposes. However, that does not mean the money is always spent wisely, efficiently, or for the benefit of the public. Um, we looked at the last capital plan, uh, what Governor Prescott calls Rebuild Illinois, the $45 billion uh, capital plan he pushed for in 2019, which was partially funded by doubling the gas tax. And we found at least $1.4 billion of waste and pork projects in there. Um, and after the most recent uh, Mike Madigan indictment, the governor's office um, issued a notice saying that they were going to be stripping Madigan pork projects out of his capital plan, which of course raises the question uh, why they were there to begin with. And when you look at all 50 states, um, what you see is there's actually not a strong statistical relationship between higher gas taxes and better infrastructure. Adam Schuster is with us today from the Illinois Policy Institute.
Uh, we usually ask this question at the beginning of these interviews. The Illinois Policy Institute is uh, based out of where and funded by who, and what is your mission? Sure. The Illinois Policy Institute has offices in both Chicago and in Springfield. Uh, we're funded by thousands of individual donations throughout the state of Illinois. And our mission is simply to give people accurate information about what's going on in the state of Illinois with local and state government, and then promote solutions to the problems facing taxpayers and the general economy. Now, as the gas taxes are a percentage of the sale in some ways, these inflation spikes create windfalls for governments, both uh, locally and the state. So there is not a great incentive in some ways. Of course, there is politically, but on the financial end, there isn't great incentive for governments to try to really do anything about these taxes because the inflation actually helps to bring more money into government coffers. That's true, and it's particularly true with the sales taxes, which are percentage-based, and so a higher price of gasoline simply means that the state of Illinois um, brings in more money. Now, Governor Pritzker has um, you know, proposed some very modest uh, tax relief when it comes to gas taxes this year, uh, because when he passed that bill doubling the gas tax, it also implemented automatic annual increases, or what they call inflation indexing, which means the gas tax continues to rise by about a penny a year uh, without politicians having to vote on it. Um, however, you know, one year of reprieve really is not enough tax relief. And, you know, to your point about the the political incentive versus the revenue incentive, I think that if we want to, you know, protect our economy and ensure a strong recovery from COVID-19, we have to think about tax policy more broadly. We have to think about it in terms of not only maximizing revenue for politicians, but also maximizing the well-being of people who live in the state. State. And that means making sure that they can afford to fill up so that they can afford to drive. Well, what does the uh, future hold? Does the Illinois Policy Institute see any uh, hope for the governor's proposal or any other proposals that are floating around out there to do something about these high gas prices? We are hopeful that the um, automatic annual increase will not go through this year. As I said, Governor Pritzker did propose pausing it uh, for one year. And going forward, the Illinois Policy Institute will continue to fight to have those automatic annual increases um, removed entirely so that lawmakers have an incentive to look for alternative means to fund infrastructure since gas taxes are not the revenue of the future, as well as so that they can be held accountable because no politician should automatically get more of their constituents' money without having to vote for it. And you make a point there that's a salient one. What is the fund of the future for roadways and bridges? Because, of course, everyone is already familiar with the gas tax, but if we were to transition to uh, vehicles that would have to have some sort of monitor in them to track the number of miles driven or something, that creates a whole cavalcade of uh, issues that would confront voters about how much they want the government intruding into the cab of their vehicle. That's absolutely true. Private privacy concerns uh, are a major concern with uh, vehicle miles travel taxes in particular. Um, but at the end of the day, with the rise of electric cars and the rise of more fuel efficient vehicles, we think that we should not be doubling down on motor fuel taxes as the sole and primary, or you know, not sole, but primary way uh, to fund infrastructure projects. And Illinois Policy Institute can be found online where? 
You can find uh, us online at illinoispolicy.org, and in fact, near the top of the page, you'll see a gas tax calculator where you can put in your location, how many uh, uh, gallons you need to buy, uh, and then see how much of, of your local uh, gas tax receipt is made up of just taxes. The gas tax calculator available on the Illinois Policy Institute's website, and you can check that out today. Adam, thank you so much for jumping on board with us for a few minutes to break down this tax question. Thanks for your time.